0: Well, God is good, we, get a, we got a little while here, we can just take our time, right, Amen. and just be with the Lord, and, and experience Him, and talk to Him, and He'll talk to us, and, uh, and we're supposed to enjoy our time together with the Lord, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, if, uh, if, if you don't enjoy Him, <laughs> anybody know the rest of that sentence? <laughs> In other words, if I'm not enjoying my time spending with God, he's probably not enjoying my my time with him either. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, if, we're, if I'm hanging out with you, uh, you know, individual, and, and I can tell the whole time that you don't enjoy it, like you're really wanting this to end. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, we're out to eat, and every five minutes you're looking at your watch, and it's like, man, can this hurry up? Uh, I mean, no, well, I'm not having fun in that either, It's like. Man, that person doesn't even like to be here with me. And so let's enjoy our time with the Lord. What do you say? And he and when we really connect with him, how many know he is enjoyable? Yes, he is. Now, there's nothing about God that you that you and I would not like. I mean he's desirable. He's beautiful. He's fun. He's friendly. He's he's funny. Yeah, yeah. Really is. Yes. If you're is anybody here funny? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got a sense of humor. You like to laugh, or you like to help other people laugh. Where'd you get that from? Your dad, your father in heaven, right? Got it from God. Right? He's so he's funny. He's good. He's kind. He's serious. Right? He's serious about what's important. You know? How many know you can have fun and be serious at the same time? It abs- he's absolutely, real. Anybody here real? You know, a lot of people fake in this world, put-ons and phony balonies, and God's not that way. He's not fake or phony in any way. He's the real thing. He's, he's most desirable of all. If you could encompass God in a, uh, you know, in all His glory and perfection and His perfect character and nature and have a person be exactly that, you'd want to be married to him. <laughs> you want them to be your golf partner, you want them to be your best friend, you'd want to go out to eat with them, you'd want to talk, you know, business with them, you, uh, everything you'd want to do in life, they, they, that's God, amen, isn't it a shame what, uh, what religion has done to God, yep. it's sad, and some of us, we've done it to Him, I mean, uninten- I think probably most of us unintentionally, because it's been, he's been shaped and formed in our own minds sometimes in a wrong way and uh and we need to get that straightened out don't we <laughs> i mean the more we can see him accurately clearly for who he really is the more we're just going to be you know like almost like he, like a magnet he's we'll just be pulled towards him like wow god that's the way you are Amen. and if ever really if ever i'm not feeling that way or it it seems like, or, you know, what what that should show me is not that I'm really seeing things clearly now. All these people who are just kind of lost in him <laughs> and just talking about him all the time and just loving on God, they don't really see what I see. Is that true? No. What, what What's happened is that when we, if we ever feel that way, we're just not seeing clearly. We're... Blinded, we're clouded in our vision, in our perception of who God really is. And if we ever feel that way, and listen, we've all probably had lulls in 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 spiritual uh, things in our lives at times. But what it should do is help us to see and recognize that uh, God um, is not clear to us in some regard. There's something we're not seeing. It's not that he's not a certain way toward us. It's not that he has backed off, all right? It's just that we're not recognizing the reality of both who he is, where he is, what he's doing. How many know where he is? If you're a believer, if you're saved, he's like... I mean, he said he'd never leave us, right? So if I'm not feeling him, if I'm not feeling the Lord today, he's not gone. I'm just clouded in my perception of Him. all right, And that could be through various reasons. Through condemnation. It can be because of some things I've done and my own heart is you know, condemning me, beating me up. Uh, it could be through, again, that warped view that sometimes we have because of what religion has taught us. Because of someone else who's misrepresented God. Maybe because they didn't see Him clearly either. Uh, a lot of reasons. But... If we're not drawn towards him, it's here's a good prayer. Lord, help me to see clearly who you really are, what your plan is for my life. You know, it's the, the whole idea that some have that uh, they feel like if they get really close to the Lord, and I mean really close positionally, if you're saved, you're tight, you know. But I mean on a, in their walk, in their mind, if they get... Really close with the Lord, then what God will want them to do is going to be like really bad. Like, you know, the old concept that, uh, like, he might want to send you to Africa or something. <laughs> and uh, no offense, but most people don't want to go to Africa, <laughs> or at least their perception <laughs> of what that is. They see, if I get really close to God, I'm going to live in a hut somewhere. <laughs> And, uh, and that's, you know, typically not the case, but God's plan for you is glorious. His will for you is good. His plan for my life is both satisfying, fulfilling, and producing. How I many you want your life to count for something? Man, I want to get done with this and say, man, I ran my race. I finished my course. There are lives changed and affected for God's glory for eternity as a result of me following God's plan for me, Amen. And so again, getting closer to Him, walking with Him fully. That's never; uh, it's never a downer. It's always better, Amen. If you have a Bible, let's let's look over it. Mark 12 for a few moments here. Mark 12. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh One of the things that we should always strive for is to adapt our thinking, our believing, therefore our actions, our way of life to the Lord. We become spiritually like Him instantly through the new birth, through salvation, but we become progressively like Him in our thought life. If... We're making adjustments. If we're not making adjustments, <laughs> we're not thinking more and more like Him. We're maintaining our own ways. And really, in essence, we're, we're saying, even if we're not intentionally saying that, we're, we're making our ways higher than His. We're making our way more right than His by maintaining our own approach to life, our own way of thinking, our own, uh, you know manner of life but we should always be the rest of our days here on the earth in a continual adaptation to revelation the more I see of him the more I tweak the more I adjust my thinking and my approach to life if I keep doing that then my life from an outward standpoint looks more and more like Jesus how many would like to be confused for Jesus <laughs> Not we take not because we take His glory, but we just act like He does. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, you guys, you know, you've been hanging out a long time, and now you kind of have the same mannerisms. And we know that can happen from a character standpoint. We just start responding more and more like He would respond. And so we want to be that way. And so whenever we see that God is a certain way, it helps us if we're willing to adapt to that in our own thinking, in our own lives, right? And so our desire should be, help me to see in any way, not all at once, but (laughs) help me to see in any way that I'm different, that I think differently than you do, Lord. You know, we call ourselves word people. We believe the word. Uh, We we exalt the word over, over everything. And that's valuable that's an honorable trait to or in commitment to have okay but still we're growing in this word and we're learning more and more and uh, I find sometimes that I'm not doing exactly what it's what is in there then I have a decision right keep going my own way maintain my own stance be proud or humble myself and change say Lord help me to be different I see that now in in Mark 12 verse 28 12:28 28, Then one of the scribes came having heard them reasoning together perceiving that he had answered them well asked him which is the first commandment of all Jesus answered him the first of all the commandments is hear o Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Now we understand, of course, in the new covenant, we're not under the Ten Commandments. That's not the, the basis of which we live. We live uh, under the grace of God and we, we, we live as new creatures in Christ. Okay? Okay. But how many think we should still love God? <laughs> think that'd be valid for the new covenant? Yeah, I, I know the emphasis in our covenant is He loved us and we simply respond to that. That's true. But how many know we still are to love God? But I just want to, uh, uh, us to catch the heart of the way the Lord approaches our love toward Him. It's not, you should really kind of like the Lord. Or be, be kind of favorable towards him. You know, the language he uses is an kind of an all-in type of attitude. Not try him, not, you know, I really like the Lord, like I'm saying. But he uses language with all your heart. With all your soul. With all your mind. And with all your strength. See any key words in there? <laughs> all does the Lord believe in all? He is absolutely an all-in God. Did he give us his all? He absolutely gave us his all. And what does he want from us? All. He really does. And he gave us his all before he had any commitments on our hand, on our side. Of course, we weren't even born yet. And he gave us his everything, but this is the reciprocal approach that he wants from us. He gave us his all; we accepted. But our walk with him should be an all walk An all-in approach. I, I, I know I'm not a really a card player or a gambler. I, I played. I do know how to play nerds and uh, Shanghai. I could play war. <laughs> but isn't there something when people are playing like uh, uh, poker or something they, where they go all in? Isn't that kind of the language? I mean, what does that mean? They're putting all their chips in or something? How many gamblers do we, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but when it comes to the Lord, we're not supposed to give, you know, 50% but I'm going to hang on to the other 50 just in case this doesn't work out. You know, it'd kind of be like a like a marriage. You know, you're doing the marriage vows and, you know, <laughs> I give you all my... What do the vows say? I don't know. I should know. I've done a few weddings. I know they're all different. But uh, as love and honor and cherish as as long... Or we don't do richer or poorer around here, but... <laughs> For richer and for healthier. (laughs) Uh, As long as as we both shall, anyway, yeah. As long as we both shall live. Not until you really annoy me. (laughs) (laughs) Or until things just aren't going so well. Uh, No, that relationship is modeled after the relationship of Christ and the church. It's designed to be an all-in. Right? I mean... If you're rude to me next week. Well, I guess I'm still here. You know, But how many know with the Lord, we don't have to be concerned about anything uh, ever negative happening. But we're not supposed to approach it like I'm going to give the Lord my heart and I'm going to try this out for a while. No, it is a full commitment. And it's really the only way that that relationship works. Those who struggle the most are those who play around with the Lord. They're kind of committed. They love the Lord, yeah. I mean, they have a warm fuzzy in their heart when they come in church and there's worship, and you know they feel good about that. And you know they don't—they certainly don't want to say, "Lord, I reject you." And absolutely, they don't want to say, "No, I don't want the Lord in in my life." But too many times they're just kind of half in. And the Lord gave them His all, but they're not recipro- reciprocating. They're not responding appropriately. And it's, an inc- it's inconsistent. Just like any marriage would be um, limited if one person gave the other person their all. <laughs> I don't want to make my wife look bad. And the other person gave half. They were half into it. Well, the relationship could only go so far. Likewise with the Lord, He has given us His all. But if we're just kind of dinking around with Him, Kind of doing God on the side. Kind of doing a little Jesus here and there. Huh? It's never going to be what he intended it to be. It just can't. It wasn't designed to work that way. It was designed to be a full in, all in, full commitment on both, both sides. Then and only then does this thing really start clicking. Okay? But how, how is that expressed? It's really expressed in many areas of our lives. It's not about, uh, you know, just coming to a church service. I'm all in. Well, you're all in this service. <laughs> it's really manifest in many areas of our life. But some of it is, um, I don't know, it's, 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 it comes out in our worship. You know, you can worship the Lord half-heartedly. Have you ever done it? <laughs> Half-hearted worship. Well, that's not all in. Should we worship like He is our everything? Like He is our all in all? This is not to judge one another, but we analyze our own selves. You know, the Scripture says over in, uh, uh, what's that reference? Peter, the effective effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Anybody know that, that reference? James 5. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Different translations, the Amplified says something to the effect of, the effective, fervent, heartfelt, continued heartfelt prayer makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. It's interesting that when the Lord speaks of prayer, that 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 language is used, that it's fervent. It's heartfelt. It's, you know, there's a fire to it. That prayer makes power available. That prayer changes things. What does that kind of imply? Well, the opposite would become kind of manzy, mamsy, pamsy, uh, whatever that type of prayer. Mamby, pamby, that has a, it's a pansy prayer. A mamby-pamby type of, just come kind of weakling prayer, half in, just little, like, almost like you have to pray. Uh, don't ever have a prayer list if you can't pray um, fervently every time. Throw the prayer list out if you're just going to get her done. I got to go through my list. I pray for, you know, and you pray for all these people and pray for all the things you need to pray about and got that done. That didn't do anything. El Zippo, right? That's not effective, fervent, heartfelt, continued, on fire type of prayer, all right? Things work, even in the kingdom of God, when we put our all into it. I mean, how many even, just from a natural standpoint, how many people are, are there in our world that are, skilled and talented to accomplish things at a certain level but because of their lack of dedication to it never attain it yeah one of my one of my uh one of my close friends growing up um he was uh, very we, we played some sports together we played baseball together and stuff and and he was a natural i thought i was good he was better <laughs> Always, I could try hard and he would, he could stroll in there. You know, I, I told this story one time because we were playing, a, we were playing in another city playing baseball and oftentimes he, I followed him hitting and so um, I'm there in the hole, he's on deck. One time he gets up there, we were in a game and he, and uh, the bases are loaded And he tells me before he gets up there, he says, I'm going to hit this out over the fence. He wasn't saying that all the time. I don't mean like he went up there, hit a grand slam. (laughs) The same game, a couple innings later, exactly the same thing, same scenario. Bases loaded. He's getting up. He's about to, he turns to me and says, I'm going to hit this out and does it again. (laughs) I don't mean that he could just hit a home run every time he got up, but it was in the paper. He had to name two grand slams in the same game. (laughs) He called him. Wow. Anyway, my point in saying this about him, he had the potential to go a lot further than he did. And uh, he didn't have the dedication. He didn't have the commitment to do what he needed to do. He could have gone a long way with his natural talent. He told me a few years ago, one of his sons is the same way. The others aren't. One of them, he said, he just wants to slough off and just go in there and do what he can do because it's so easy. He said, (laughs) he recognized himself in one of his kids as far as having the potential to go a lot further than he was going. And uh, anyway, so that's true on a natural level. It's true with our relationship with God. What are we willing to put into this? The Lord... The Lord's stand is that we give Him everything. When, always, in everything we do for Him, we don't do it halfway. We don't give Him a mediocre, (laughs) I'm having trouble, (laughs) mediocre uh, effort. That halfway up the mountain type of approach where this is good enough. Good enough? No, no. He gave me His all. Think about this for a moment. The Lord, we, we know His character, and we talk sometimes about how God is the God of more than enough. El Shaddai, the all-sufficient One. How God, you know, is, uh, how He does exceeding abundantly, Ephesians 3, above all we could ask or think. You know, He, think about what He did is in, in, in relationship to the world and salvation. God so loved the world. What does that imply that's everybody in the world all, the, all all the people in the world, and you know that he paid the price Jesus paid the price for every single person in the whole wide world from Adam till the end to be redeemed to be to have eternal life and you know what a lot of that is going unused in other words, he paid the bill he wrote the check, so to speak for everyone to get in and a lot of a lot of people are not going to get in a lot of people have already missed out they didn't get in yet the price was paid for them but what did God do anyway he went over the top he paid way too much (laughs) he did more than was necessary he says I'm committing my all just in case just in case everybody wants in i was I was thinking recently i don 't know if you ever play out kind of scenarios in your mind if this happens i'll 'll say this they'll say this and i 'll say this and you know and, and you just kind of imagine sometimes and and uh anyway i was recently i had this uh scenario playing out, and I was thinking about our building project and um offerings and different things coming in and I had this you know just kind of you where you kind of go off in a trance but you're not not really and all of a sudden you're zoning the official word is zoning Uh, that's the greek word Uh, and uh and I was playing out this scenario and I saw and this person was saying I want to give um x number of dollars as a gift towards the building project and my response in this zone was um, was oh you know oh good you know everything anything you do helps. And in the middle of my little playing out this scenario, I knew that my response was wrong. What's that? That anything to say? Oh, whatever you know. Anything you do. Helps. And I realized that's not right, that anything I do is enough, or anything a person does is right. As long as everyone does something, no, see, here would be the mind of God, you judge this, see this, it's true, everyone should do the right thing. And really, our attitude and our heart should never be, I want to do the bare minimum to get by. Can we see that's inconsistent with the nature of God? That He is never going to approach us with just the bare minimum. Let's see if they can scrape by on this. That's just not who He is. It's not His character. It's not His nature. He approaches us with everything. How much do you need? You need 10? Here's 20. Just in case. And our attitude, our heart ought to be towards all that we do for the Lord, the same thing. Not I want to see how, how much do I have to go to church. Oh, bad question. How much do I have to pray? Bad question. How much should I give? Or, or how much do I have to give? You know, that's, a, that's just a completely wrong approach to the kingdom of God and to our relationship with God. It's, it should be, Lord, I've given my heart to you because you gave your all to me. I respond, here I am. Use me, all that I have, all my time, all my energy, all my money, my resources, my thoughts. my Everything I am. Now, now I don't mean that we shouldn't ever be specific. That's our general commitment. And because it's that. I don't want to just do something. Well, I need to make sure I just do something for the Lord. Or something for the kingdom of God. Whether you're talking about activity. Whether you're talking about giving. No. I don't want to just do something. I want to do the right thing. Amen. That doesn't mean that. That every time I give, the Lord wants me to clean out my bank account. Right? That's not what that means. It does mean that's on the table. Because if I belong to Him, He could ask me for anything. But it, when I say we give Him our all, our everything, we need to come at this with the mindset of well, there was something recently that there was a situation, a circumstance to, uh, to give to a particular ministry project. And my first thought toward it, it was, it was similar to what we're talking about here, even though I'm just rem- being reminded of it right now, uh, where an X number of dollars was needed, and my first thought, I'll be honest, this is, this is, I'm being helped in this, my first thought Uh, How can I illustrate this? (laughs) I can do it with my hands. Um, My first thought, it, it was this, was to do this. I'm thinking, well, that's a good part of that. That would be helpful. My first thought. And as I went to go do that, I was corrected in my thinking. Why do I immediately think, do that, when I have the ability to do it all? And my thought thought was, well, someone else is going to do this other part. Well, who says? And I realized I shouldn't be thinking, how little can I do? Or at least I'm doing something. Because every little bit helps. Well, well, some little bits don't help. (laughs) I know that's contrary to popular thought. Well, here's what I mean by that. I really believe that the Lord directs and orchestrates His plan in His kingdom. And if what is right for me to do in any given scenario is a certain thing, that is orchestrated by God. And if I approach it with as long as I do something, that something may be insufficient in relationship to what God wanted me to do. Therefore, the plan is hindered. And he has to get to someone else to do their part and my part. There are some situations, whether we're talking about what we do in serving, in giving to others, in giving to kingdom projects, like our building project or other things. There are some times that the Lord does want a person to do all of it. I don't know about you, but I like that that concept for me. Lord, should I give it all? Should I pay for the whole thing, or do you want me to do part of it? Everybody with me? I realize we we can't do what we can't do. But when we're committed to doing whatever the Lord says, we have that all-in approach. You've got my everything, Lord. I bet the potential of our lives is exponential. All of a sudden, it grows. Whether well, someone is willing to do it all, but I know we know human nature. When we talk about offerings, if you open up your wallet, think, "Oh, it's an offering." And we look in through the bills. There's a one. There's a five. There's a ten. There's a twenty. I don't, you know, there's a hundred. There's uh, a million. Well, I don't know what you keep in your wallet. <laughs> But human tendency, I think, is to grab the lesser rather than the greater. And sometimes we think, well, at least I'm doing something. <laughs> I don't want to live with that attitude. I don't think that's godly. I don't think that's the way Jesus approached us. I mean, He, he actually took our sin and our sickness and our poverty and depression and mental stuff and, and, and it fixed everything for us he went over the top you know what And he did more than we realize yet he provided for a glorious body a res- resurrected body for us eternity with him and the Bible says in Ephesians that in the ages to come he's going to show us his grace ages so there's a lot more involved in this than we even know There's things out in the future, there are ages and times beyond ours where God's going to be showing himself strong and mighty and gracious and kind towards us. The apple of his eye. He went way beyond what was necessary. I mean, if we were faced with hell or eternity on earth, how many would go, I'll take earth. You know, even in in its present condition he went more far beyond that, didn't he? Let's uh, look over at Luke. Luke 6. How many remember uh, Malachi 3? Remember when the Bible speaks about the tithe? Remember the language used there? Bring. How much? That's interesting. Bring all the tithe. Why do you even have to say that? Couldn't you just say bring the tithe? Must be an emphasis, I guess. Or must be something that the Lord says the tithe sticks together. <laughs> and bring it all. Or there's a tendency to take the tithe and bring part. But he said bring all the tithe. Let's, let's adopt this attitude with the Lord. If I'm going to worship Him, I'm going to worship Him with my all. If I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray with my all. With, with all my faith, with all my heart, I'm going to be completely in on this. Now, let me just say this about that. A lot of times, fervency and an all-in attitude is going to show up and manifest physically. There are extremes to that. But, well, I'll say with a... I remember an extreme, when I, when I lived in Tulsa years ago, we went to some meetings, there was always a meeting going on, seemed like all the time in that city, special meetings going on somewhere, because there's a lot of churches, some of them are great, and some of them got out there a little bit, uh, and people would go with a heart hungry for things, and sometimes that opened them up to doing things that were out there, you know, kind out of out of bounds scripturally. And and I remember one one service we went in. There was this very popular young minister there who was who was um, who was speaking, and he was his a lot of his emphasis was boldness, and biblical boldness is an awesome subject. But boldness and these kind of things, and he'd get people filled with the Spirit and and pray. But he would not let people pray, even just in a conversational um, volume. <laughs> he'd get people on his altars, and they had to pray as loud as they could in in other tongues and just and i remember in this one meeting that there was a line of people down there and i was sitting in a place where i could see at an angle and there was this one guy his face was kind of round i still remember him because he was beat red i mean just red and he was praying you could see just full blast 100 miles an hour loud as he could and I remember looking at the minister up on the platform he was walking by looking he looked at him and was like yeah 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 (laughs) and listen the good part of some of that is like give him your all yes if you're gonna pray pray the bad part is you you know you don't have to do everything at top volume (laughs) do you know that's true (laughs) I mean obviously a shout is loud and you know that's something we're to do, but not every time do I pray. Am I just at the top of my voice as if God can't hear me or something to that effect? At the same time, I don't want to go into the other ditch where all my prayer is super quiet, where I where I'm almost afraid to lift my voice. And 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 how many know in the book of Acts in chapter four they you know. The, the early church, the disciples, they were threatened not to teach and preach in the name of Jesus anymore. Said when they got together with their own company, their own companions, they prayed. And they lifted their voice together. And they all prayed until the place shook. <laughs> right? How many know there should also be a part of us, because we're all in, we give, we've given Him our all, where we can pray and lift our voice. And it's not just a little mousy prayer. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but uh, I'm just saying when I've given him my all in every area and I do what I do with a whole heart, that is going to show up at different times depending on the environment and what's right for the time. It's going to show up physically. It's not something. Faith is always looking for an outlet. When you believe something, it's trying to get out of you. When you really believe something, it so much wants to tell someone what is and what's going to be. It really is. When you believe something, there's something in you that's going to, it wants you to act on it. Because that's the only time faith really works. When it gets out. You know, remember James talks about dead faith. It's still there. It's still faith. It's just not active because there's no outlet for it always working to get out what's coming out of you what can you not contain come on now where's the shout in you well where's the where's the victory in you that's just trying to come out and get manifest in the earth do some good instead of being all bottled up inside luke 6 38 Luke 6:38 it says give and it will be given to you. good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. Now the context here if you go back it's talking about uh, verse 30 talks about giving your goods. it is talking about giving stuff. He even uses, he uses an example of judging in verse 37. But the context is giving stuff, giving things. So he said it would come back to you. But look at the last part of that verse. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. I don't know about you, but that, that encourages me to not go halfway. That encourages me to not just give a, a partial effort in my life towards the Lord. When it comes to serving, how, what do I want to do it with? With, with the, the full potential of my ability. Full potential. Of, my, my brain is all there. You ever do something with your, your half checked out? Let's not do that for the Lord. When it comes to the Lord, whether I'm singing a song or helping someone out of their car, I'm going to do it with the best and the the utmost of my ability and, the, and my potential. When I sing, I want to sing as loud as I can without, you know, disturbing or distracting everyone else around me. When you're in a church, you've got to be aware of that, right? Depending on your ability. <laughs> if I'm going to greet people at the door, I'm going to be the happiest. I'm going to have the best breath in the place. Everybody listening? Why? It's for the Lord. I'm going to wear the clothes that, that are whatever I, that I feel like best represent the church and the kingdom, I'm going to, you know, fix my hair and make sure my thoughts are there. And make sure I prayed about my assignment there. But well, I'm just kind of handing out bulletins. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, this is the Lord's business. This is the Lord's church, His kingdom. And when we come into worship, oh, I'm going to make sure my mind is, is settled. I'm going to make sure I'm able to focus. Why? It's the Lord. It's His kingdom. I'm going to make sure I sing to Him. There was a time in my life when uh, when I was just really beginning to be stirred by the Lord and drawn to a, a closer walk. And I was already saved, but I was... Uh, there was a fire lit in me. And I, I've told this story in different situations. But one of the first things that happened in me is I desired to worship Him more than ever before. When I started getting in His Word and I, started, I desired to worship Him. And I'd get in, I couldn't wait to get into church service when the music would start. And I, would get, I just couldn't wait to get my hands in the air. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. I mean, I know now, but then it was just like, I just want to. (laughs) Just want to worship Him. That's how the Lord is. That's how He is in me. I didn't want, I wasn't satisfied anymore, because I'd been singing the songs for a while. Singing the songs, wasn't doing a whole lot of worship. But the way the Lord is, He drew me to a a deeper place. And then I'd come home. And this is, you know, I was single, I was in college. I'd come home right here, Boise State. Broncos. I'd get home and and I'd get on my knees. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I didn't know then. I know it's scriptural now. I can give you verses on it. But the Lord would lead me this way. And I wouldn't even have told you that. I just had to get on my knees sometimes. And that wasn't good enough. I had to lift both of my hands in the air, I'd get all alone. I just say, I worship you, Lord. I praise you. I worship you. It's the way he is. And when you are drawn to him, he wants everything. Everything that we are. How do we approach him? I don't want to disrespect him and what he's given to me. Dishonor the great sacrifice of his son by saying, Lord, I worship you. I don't even know if you know what I mean by that. Nothing wrong with the words, but just with a half-hearted, just, you know. I got to a place where I couldn't lift up one hand. Now, I can do it again now because I'm not, it's not legalistic or anything like that. But I couldn't just go, Lord, I praise you. No, it had to be this. (laughs) It had to come out of me. And again, don't put any of this in some kind of legalistic form that you have to act a certain way every time. It's really about the inside. But it is expressed through many of these things on the outside. And uh, praise God. That's what the Lord wants out of us. Anyway, the Scripture said here, the measure that we use, it will be measured back to us. I had it in my heart earlier. There, there are some, and some I can see. There's, a, there's something on the, in the inside that says more. There's a desire for more, desire to experience God more, to know more of Him. Well, the measure that we use, it's a principle that can work in many different contexts. The measure that we use, it'll be measured back to us. So when you pray to Him, and you pray from the inside, (laughs) when you worship Him, He is your everything. Everything. He is your all in all. He is the reason that you live and the reason that you draw breath. He is our our now and He is our forever. And we approach Him with these things in mind. And we open up ourselves to receive in the same measure that we give. It's almost like, you know, the closed hand approach or the open hand approach. The open hand can receive back. The closed hand cannot. And we go to the Lord and we serve Him with whatever we do. What do you do for Him? I mean, what are you doing for the Lord? How are you doing it? How are you serving it? How, how, do, you, do you worship Him? How do you worship Him? I'm not telling you to worship Him like me, but I'm telling you to worship with, with everything that's in you. In other words, not a, not a law. A response to the way that He dealt with us. He gave us everything and beyond. More than we would need. More than we could ever ask or think. More than we could ever have have planned out for ourselves. It's better than we could have imagined. He gave us more. And how do we respond to that? Everything, Lord. I don't want to just I don't want to just do something. I just want to do something. I just want to, as long as I go to church once in a while, as long as I read my Bible a little bit. No, no and don't make any of this legalism. Nothing's required of us to, for him to love us. But our response is, I want to do what I'm supposed to do, and I want to do all of it, and and one little bit more. <laughs> Round up. <laughs> something that blessed me a few years ago um, when we were at uh, Keith Moore's. Uh, you might remember the numbers, but. One of the services, they took up an offering for another ministry. Uh, Someone was there in the service, another ministry, uh, Dunnicks, I believe. And uh, and the offering, I'm thinking it was like 56 or 58,000, something like that. And that was announced like the next night that like 58,000 or something came in for this ministry and this offering. So he said, Brother... Keith Moore said, so we decided to round it up and gave him a hundred. And I thought, that's the kind of mindset I want. For me, for our church, for our people, for, for us. You know, because, and, and honestly, how, how did he, how did that get our attention? And how did it get my attention? I thought round up, he might go to Sixty. We decided to round up and we we're waiting for a hundred. <laughs> waiting to hear six and he says a hundred. I thought, ah, that sounds like God to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of, you know, well, let's do it to the penny. My tithe is 110 and 11 cents. Write it to the penny. Now, don't be condemned if you do that. I'm just saying. I'm uh, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to be a rounder <laughs> whether you round up to 112 or 120 or 200 or, or just taking on up to 100,000 I don't know <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that blessed me that thinking and if anything I were to say the Lord is like one or the other he's a rounder upper yeah what do you need exactly okay let's give you that much more amen I remember when we prayed about something years ago, uh, a prayer of agreement. And it was exactly, we had some specifics written down about what we were believing God for. I knew the moment we prayed, the moment we wrote this out and prayed, it's going to be more than that. And when it it happened, it was exactly, it was more than what we asked for. It was almost like I, I felt the heart of God that He didn't want us to just have enough. He didn't want us just to get by or just to, he wanted to show himself strong and show himself uh, generous towards us. Amen? So let's see these things about that are true about the Lord. Let's be that way. Let's be that way personally. Amen? And and there's a desire for, God wants to use you more and you want to go further in him. Open up and give him your all in that same measure. Here it comes back to you now. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord.